This is probably the US's most famous victory ever in soccer. You beat us 1-0 in the 1950 World Cup. What, what did you call this uh, game? I'm sorry, what, I'm sorry. What, what did I but say? In this, what did we I say? don't call this soccer. We call this proper football. Thank you. Wait, did I just say soccer? Really? You did. Oh, my God. Please, please edit that out. Please edit that out. <laughs> you won't, will you? A draw is better than a loss. I am the champ. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I believe that is the quadruple. Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. Come on, Jared Goff. Come on. Any trade that involves you getting Drew Locke, you probably lost. Well, I guess everyone knew more than I did. The amount of times that you have been on stage with less than reputable clothing. Yes, indeed. We have no shit. Enough said on that. I can neither confirm or deny. Shout out to um, Raccoon Red. Clearly, I have a lot of opinions about this. Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of proper fantasy football that's why people you heard it here first we are doing a special preview on the biggest sporting event in the world the world cup which is happening in just over a week's time in qatar this is a special episode normally in contrast to our traditional podcast improper fantasy football we decided to preview the world cup normally as you know my esteemed co-host mark normally introduces it but as it's on my kind of football I've been given the dubious honour to host this time, so I'm very grateful for that. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Biz. I've had a fantastic weekend of watching football. I got to watch four games back to back to back. It was just an awesome, awesome weekend of American football, but this is in, in an interesting time for sports right now. The World Cup is happening at a time, in my memory, it's never happened, uh, coinciding yeah. with American football, so, there's just a lot of opportunities to sit on your couch and sit in a pub, streaming at the TV for a wide range of different events. And for <laughs> the American audience, it, it, it's we're going to be able to catch the whole thing. But the big game for us, it's going to be on Black Friday, isn't it? It is indeed. I mean, as you mentioned, I am actually coming to you from a pub right now in London. It's going to be very weird and strange for I think all European and even a lot of South American football fans to have the World Cup being in the winter time. I believe the World Cup final is uh, December the 18th, which is a week before Christmas. Um, it's, it's very odd, but you know, it is still a World Cup and I have a feeling when things get started, it will be, it will be great. So why don't we get straight into it? Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, the big game is on Black Friday, England versus the USA. Now, we have been drawn in the same group. Group B, England, the USA, Iran and Wales make up Group B. Two teams from the group will go through to the second round or the round of 16. Obviously, England are favourites to go through as group winners. Um, I will say, as an England fan, the last year or so has been pretty tough to watch us. We have a great team on paper but we have fallen off the wagon a little bit over the last year or so uh, we've gone I believe six matches without a win although our last time out we did draw three all with Germany and friendly um, but there are question marks over our team selection our squad our manager the last two major tournaments we've we've done exceedingly well uh, semi-finals in 2018 in Russia fourth place finish and then obviously last year in the Euros, we got to the final against Italy. Um, but I feel that it's now getting to that stage where 
we are favourites to come out of the group, but I have a sneaky feeling that we might finish second <laughs> to oh. one of the other teams. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because we so just you don't do think, well in you don't games. think football's coming home then? Oh, good Lord, no. Not in this World Cup. Not with the way we've been playing. <laughs> no chance. No chance. But no then, in fairness, I, I didn't even think we'd get through to past the group stage in the Euros and we got to the final. So what do I know? But <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about America for a second. USA. Let's talk about Team America. USA. Team USA. They have, a lot of, they have a lot of potential. You have a lot of good players in your squad. Christian Pulisic, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea forward. Can't really cement down a place in the team. He's been in and out of the team since he got to Chelsea from Borussia Dortmund a few years ago. He's still a great player on his day. He's, he's your one world-class player. Um, and he's, he's an excellent player. But you have some other players that play in England. Um, Tyler Adams, Brendan Harrison. And you have some other players that play in Europe. Um, you, you, have a, you have a good team. It's good enough to get out of the group. Uh, what do you think? So... You're 100% right. Like, we have a phenomenal team compared to previous years. Uh, America's been doing much better at developing our homegrown talent over the past several years or so. Uh, the, th yeah. the big news for us that I think was shocking was the fact that Stefan did not make the World Cup team. Uh, but at the same time, yes. we have an amazing squad of goalkeepers that are, you, you, you can't argue that Stefan belongs in over any of them. Matt Turner, Ethan Horvath, and Sean Johnson, all of which have been phenomenal over the past several, several years, but I, I, I don't know. It, it just You can't really justify Stefan over any of them, but can you justify any of them over Stefan either? Yeah, it's interesting. That was a big talking point. It is weird, because you're right. Can, can, you, can you justify not, not picking Stefan? Um, obviously, the manager believes that these three goalkeepers offer more than Stefan. But but at the end yep. of the day, you know, you, every squad needs to take three keepers. I will say America has always, the USA has always had good goalkeepers. Um, from Casey Keller to Tim Howard, obviously, had a you know legendary career in the Premiership, was one of the best goalkeepers Probably. in the Premiership for a while. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've always had good goalkeepers and it's always been hard to to kind of score and, and, and I'm not surprised given obviously the cultural you know background of American sports that involve your hands so you always breed good goalkeepers so yeah we, I, we I do it, it's the highlight position on the whole on the whole team like you've got your strikers but the goalie is the is the is I, I guess the, the most popular the most famous position and that's where we try to develop our talent the most without a doubt yeah I agree I mean for me I actually think the key game for you is actually the first game against Wales because You're not that's, where it, it, yeah, it, that's where it, it sets everything up. It, it gets the ball rolling. I think that's a bigger game than England for America and Iran because if you lose to Wales, it just makes qualifying so much more difficult. If you lose that first game, it's really hard. It does, but you can say that about any first game. Like, every, whenever you take a look at any group stage game, you want to start off with that first win because it gives you a little bit of breathing room. If you come out of the, the group stages with a win, a loss, and the worst possible outcome, a draw, 
uh, you're still likely to come out of that stage depending on how well your win was. But without a doubt, oh. like England is is the favorite without a doubt. Um, sure. But you know, England is not is not off the hook in that first game against Iran either. Uh, keep in mind that even though this game is in Qatar, like this is essentially a home game for all of these Middle Eastern countries uh, that have yeah. made it in, and Iran is not too far away. So this game. Not England versus Iran may as well be a home game for the, the Iranian team. And you, I, how, how is England going to handle that type of crowd? I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. We have always traditionally been really slow to get out of the blocks. I can't remember the last time we won an opening group game. Maybe we did in 2018. But traditionally, we have always been slow to get out of the blocks. And we tend to improve as the tournament goes along and I agree I mean it's it's against Iran a team we should be winning and winning comfortably and winning easily um, and it's it's a potential you know trap game as you guys often call it you know yeah. it's, uh, it's 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 a it's a slip up game you know it, it, it could be a banana skin for us and, and we we need to we need to kind of come out strong but no I agree first game's even if you lose, you can make up ground. If you win your next two, you're going to qualify. Um, the bigger question, will the U.S. get out of the group for you? I, I, I love our team. Um, I'm a little bit of a homer, of course, for Seattle-based teams, and there are two Seattle Sounders that are on this United States men's national team. Uh, Shout-out to Christian Rodon and to Jordan Morris. Uh, I, I'm just excited to see yeah. so many players that are not just Americans on this team, but Americans that are in the MLS and on loan to countries worldwide. Like, you take a look at our team. Uh, Tyler Adams is in Leeds. Christian Pulisic is on Chelsea. Uh, Matt Turner, our yep. lead goalkeeper, is uh, at Arsenal right now. Uh, like, these are players that are not just, hey, these are the best Americans, but we have players all over the world that are either on loan or that are just, like, cementing themselves as world-class talents. Uh, this is, in my mind, the best chance that we've had having a, a great squad since I would guess since the hype of Landon Donovan but even though that was true. well uh, true I, I think you have you have the makings of, of progressing from the group stage at least it would be a massive shocker if England don't qualify I, I would say on paper the US is probably the second best team in the group but don't count out Wales they they got to the quarterfinals of the last Europe, uh, in the 2016 European Championship. Um, they qualified for the last World Cup. They're a good team. They've obviously got an aging superstar in Gareth Bale. Obviously plays for yep. um, LAFC now, I believe. Or is it the LA Galaxy? I actually can't remember. But I know he's down in LA. So Wales often, you know, it's that the sum of their parts is greater than the individual ability. Um, and they have a, a, a small but passionate crowd behind them. They could be a really tough proposition for anyone. Uh, they can, England. and they're going to be playing against England at least once, and that's going to be a huge game. That's that's very true. So, that's Group B. So, before we move on, the US, they are going to get out of the group, says Mark. I think we're going to win one <laughs> game in the knockout stage, and I think we're going to be knocked out in the quarterfinals. Wow. that's. I mean... For me, that's a really good showing for the US in a World Cup. To be, I think so. To be in the quarterfinals, the last eight in the World Cup, that's that's big deal. And I know Americans often will be like, oh, you know, no, we should be... I I, I think if you guys get to the quarterfinal, that's that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, 
I think England should get to the group. I mean, you are right. I believe if we get past the second round, then in the quarterfinal, we might be facing, I believe, maybe a France or a Germany. Um, and that's yeah. going to be really tough. That's going to be really tough. But let's look at some of the other groups. You know, you, you always have the traditional, the traditional powers. Um, who, what, what teams are you looking out for? What other teams do you think are going to be, you know, the favourites? And is there a team that you think might spill a surprise? I remember back in 2010, I was a big fan of watching the Netherlands. Uh, they had yep. a phenomenal World Cup then. Uh, that was the World Cup that eventually got won by Spain, if I recall correctly. Yep. Um, yep. For me this year, like you and I talked before about what we thought that was the, the group of death, Group E, which was Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Yes. Um, I'm looking at the, the, the brackets here. Like... Honestly, I, I might be picking Netherlands as my, my darling, the, the one that I'm looking out for. They are in Group A against Qatar, Ecuador, and Senegal. Um, yes. You always have to keep an eye out on the host country because the, the energy that comes from playing in your country, the energy that comes from being on this stage, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Qatar ends up 1-1-1 one, one, and one, or ends up like sneaking a game away from Ecuador, which would be an incredible upset if they did that. But I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if something oh, like that happened. Um, I would. I'm gonna go ahead and claim that my team of this tournament is gonna be the Netherlands. That's a great pick. I mean, the Netherlands or Holland is we often call them in football. They're, they're always a traditional power, and and they 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 have some great players and they, they could they could be they're always get they're always going to be one of the difficult teams to beat. Um, yep. I think they could I think they could be in the semi-finals. Um, they're they're that good. Um, for me a team you know a team that I'm really interested to see how they do is Canada. I'm so happy that Canada is in the World Cup. That's I mean crazy. your your neighbours to the north, Canada, I believe this is the first time they've ever qualified. Or or if it is it, it's been the first time in a long time. So um, they're they're there are some teams that I think might be... Um, I'm looking at Group H. I think this might be the toughest group. You've got Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, Korean Republic. And um, Ghana and Uruguay might be, might be tricky too. I mean, everyone's tempted to pick Portugal to go through. They probably are favourites. But Uruguay are always kind of tough at World Cups, and so are Ghana. So they're probably two teams that I think might make it difficult in that group. You've also got Australia that, that a lot of people don't realise... Has, they do have a bit of a football tradition over the last what, 20 years or so. And they can spring a bit of surprise too. So there are a few teams. I, I actually do think Wales may be a bit of a, a, bit of a surprise too. Um, well, being in the in, same in group, group as B. England, like that just gives them all the intensity to be able to continue. Like They are definitely something to look out for. I agree. So why don't we go through the groups... Pick your two group winners, and then kind of go through there and, work, and let's let's see who have you got. Who's going to win the World Cup? Okay, that sounds fun. Okay, so in Group A, you've got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Now, for me, Holland are going to finish top. I think the Netherlands. Yeah, are going to finish I, top. I, I think that. I I'm going to say the host nation Qatar springs a surprise and qualifies wow. for Group Stage. Oh, wow! I am. Oh. I am. Because I think that's going to cause even more controversy. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, Knocking Ecuador out in the in the knockouts. I mean, like stuff like that happens all the time. One of these top teams that's ranked within like the top five, six, or seven will not move on to the to the knockout stages. So one of yeah. these teams will go out. I, I don't think I'm quite that bold. I said it would be exciting to see what that happens, but uh, I'm gonna I, I'm picking Netherlands to finish top of the group, and I'm picking Ecuador to be right behind. Them. Nice. It's a good pick, safe pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's a safe pick. Group. Group B, moving on. Uh, do do I do I do I really think the US is going to qualify? You know what? No, I'm going to say England will finish top, and Wales, the mighty Wales, are going to finish second in the group. I don't actually think that, but I <laughs> I do. I, I I'm going just just like I you know just like I picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, um, although they look good on Sunday. Um, so. I, I'm going. I'm going to pick England and Wales to get out of the group. You know what? To stir up a little bit of controversy here, I'm going to pick the United States to win Group B. I'm going to pick that they're going to upset England on Black Friday. Good, Commercialism good and capitalism wins once again over the mighty monarchy. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Love it. Love it. I, I'm going to get cheeky here. I'm going to say that's not Qatar. I know what you're going to do. That rises up with the home country and the home crowd. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah, Iran go. gets an upset oh. over England and comes out of Group B. So United States won and Iran coming out of Group B. Wow. So no England in the, in the, in the <laughs> final stages. Wow. I can imagine. I'll tell you what, you know, you, you have got no... If we do not get out of the group, the backlash in this country, oh, man, <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be insane. You know, the insane, only reason why I picked that is because you didn't pick the United States to get out of the group. That's fair. You know what? All, all is fair. All is fair in love and World Cup. So, so let's <laughs> let's move let's move on to Group C: Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Uh, so, Argentina obviously favourites. I'm going to pick them to be group winners. Yeah, Here's yeah, I think that's fair. I know. You know what? I can't have too many shots. I I actually think Poland is going to uh, finish second in Group C. I, I don't think Mexico will, will get out of the group, and I think Saudi Arabia, they might spring one upset in the group matches, but I think they'll probably prop up the bottom. So I'm going to say Argentina, group winners, Poland um, in second place. I still think that uh, Argentina is going to uh, come out of Group C as the winner. Um, just like yeah. that. They're just always consistently good. And uh, you, you can't ever count out any of the South American countries. What was the news that I was just seeing? It looked like Mexico just lost one of their top players, if I recall. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Raul Jimenez looks like he is, is suffering from a groin injury right now. They're going to hope to get him back. But right now, Raul Jimenez looks like there's a chance that he may not be ready for the start of the World Cup, and that may be devastating. Uh, that being said, I'm still going to pick Argentina. Okay, okay, you're going. You're going with the America's continent. I like it. I like. I of like course, the home. Yeah, the, be, the best continent, yeah. the America continent. <laughs> Swift. I actually, I'm going to a bit of an aside. So I remember the last World Cup. Um, the last World Cup was on in the US was on Fox Sports, and they mm. had this. I have to say, I thought he was one of the worst presenters for a sports highlight show. His, he, I think he's actually famous in Argentina and South America, like Fox Deportes. 
um, and I can't remember his name. His nickname is El Presidente, and he was just horrible. And I think, obviously, because of historically Argentina and England, because of the um, the Falklands War, there's obviously a cultural and there's the hand of God with our, um, Maradona versus Maradona, Argentina, England in 1986. This guy never picked England. He didn't pick England to get out of the group in 2018. He picked England to lose to Colombia in the second round. He then picked England to lose to Sweden in the quarterfinal. So I don't know what he did when it got to the semi-final. But he, he probably picked England in the semi-final and we lost. But, but yes. So, um, so yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I get picking Argentina and Mexico. Um, I think it's a close call between Mexico and Poland. But, um, yeah. So moving on to Group D. Group D. Group D, France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. Now, Denmark got to the semi-finals. Denmark's the good. Denmark is really they good. They're good. And obviously they had a, a kind of, you know, human story element. Um, you may have uh, recalled Christian Eriksen of Manchester United who collapsed during one of the group games in Euro 2020. Um, yeah. Basically had a, a heart murmur and that wasn't allowed to play in Italy, but he is allowed to play in the Premier League. So um, he came back to Brentford and now plays for um, Manchester United. Um, I think Denmark are strong. And I think France will be group winners, but I, I think it's between Denmark and Tunisia. So I feel France and Denmark will come out of Group D. This is a really tough group. Um, France and Denmark have had phenomenal past decades uh, between them. Yeah. Uh, Australia has been up and coming. Um, look, I, I don't know if there's going to be like kind of a, a European bias that's coming with me on this. I'm looking at... Uh, I, I picked Netherlands to go far. I know who I'm going to be picking coming up for. But at the same time, I think I'm going to be following suit with you and I'm picking Denmark and France. Uh, they're just okay. both too consistent nice. and too good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, France, again, have a great team there definitely probably among the three or four World Cup favourites to lift the trophy um, but yeah um, so moving on to group group E this is Mark's group of death Spain this Costa Rica Germany Japan it is a tough group you're right Japan Japan are a good team they've got some very good players um, Germany and Spain are obviously the two heavyweights there I do believe they're going to both go through which order I don't know it's really tricky I am going to say Germany is going to finish top. Spain are going to finish second. Germany have had a really difficult time over the last few major tournaments. Traditionally, they're always in the final stages, semis, finals, maybe winning it. The last few major tournaments, they, they just haven't been there. And I think now there's a younger squad, regime change. I think they're going to be good. They're going to be better. So I'm going to pick them to win the group and I'm going to pick Spain to finish runners up uh, I'm going to get a little cheeky here uh, I've watched a couple of uh, highlights from the Japanese team lately and I think I'm just a little bit biased towards them at this point but I'm actually going to be picking okay. uh, Japan to come out of the stage not as the, t not as the group winner but wow. I'm going to have them coming out uh, okay. and in the process upsetting Spain uh, to be able to knock them out of the group stages uh, going to be one of my big upsets here, but I'm having Germany and Japan. Germany and Japan. It, it's wow. a, it's yeah, a that... really, really tough group, and there are going to be a lot of really, really uh, hard-fought matches, and that just leaves 
everything in the group are right for upsets to happen. So I'm picking Germany and Japan. Good pick. You've gone out on a limb here on a few of those groups. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But Part of it could right, also be a mind like, of a T and just wanting to see an underdog win somewhere, but you know. Well, you know what? Every World Cup, I feel the World Cup more so than the European Championship springs more surprises. Because Absolutely. they often say the European Championships is basically the World Cup without Brazil and Argentina. And to a certain extent, it is. But because of that, it's smaller. And actually, you don't get as many upsets um, in the European Championships. And the World Cup, every four years, there's always two or three teams that yeah. spring a surprise. Um, and I, I, I agree. I think this year as well, because it's in the wintertime, I don't think it's going to be any different. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel that... Um, I, th I think you're right. I, I think there's going to be some big surprises. So let's move on to Group F. This is going to be a tricky one for me too. Now, Belgium are definitely the favourites. So you've got Belgium, Canada, Morocco and Croatia. I feel, no surprises here, I feel Belgium and Croatia are going to go through. Belgium have been one of the best teams in the world for the last for five to seven years. Um, yeah. They are just loaded with talent. They have got some superstars on their team. They're, is this the year? They're always often like people pick them to win. They pick them to win the Euros. They pick them to win the World Cup. And they just always fall short because they don't have that pedigree. But I'm going to pick Belgium to win the group and I'm going to pick Croatia to finish second. So I just want to point out, uh, Biz just had this like long conversation about how there are always all these upsets that happen and it seems like the European teams always, get, always gets favored. So far, Biz has picked Netherlands, England, Wales, uh, Denmark, France, Spain, <laughs> Germany, Belgium, Croatia. He has picked a grand total of nine European teams to be uh, able to come out of the group I love, I love how you're writing this down, too, because I'm not actually even writing this down, so I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to revisit this later. I've got the tables all typed up for all of this. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't justify leaving Belgium out of the knockout rounds. Uh, you're right, Belgium's been absolutely one of the best teams to be able to play uh, in recent years. And it, this seems like this is, they're one of the teams to beat this year. Uh, I, honestly, I don't have a strong opinion about Croatia or Morocco. Or Morocco. Um, I love the fact that Canada's in, in this group, but I also, they just don't have a long-standing history of like being that competitive within this sport. I'm gonna go out yeah. on a limb. Uh, I know that I should be picking Croatia, but I'm gonna say Morocco. Wow, that is, I mean, you know what? Another another good pick. Um, Morocco Morocco might be one of those African nations that, that springs a surprise. Yeah. So moving on to Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Another tricky group. You've got Another Brazil, very good group. Clear, yeah, Brazil are the clear favourites, but between Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon, they're all pretty decent teams and it's hard to pick one that's a clear-cut favorite out of those other three teams now i am i am actually i'm going to pick switzerland i think they they have a bit of a pedigree in major tournaments so i'm going to pick switzerland brazil group winners switzerland runners up so you got brazil and switzerland coming out i'm going to take the contrary approach there and pick brazil and serbia uh coming out nice. of there i i really like serbia uh Again, when you're watching highlights, like there are a couple of teams here and there that you just like see, like what's the build up for all these, and I've just really liked seeing how the the team in Serbia has played so far. Uh, that yeah. leads us up to the last group, then, doesn't it? It does indeed. Portugal, for me, this is the group of death. 
Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, the Korean Republic. For me, I I think Portugal will go through, but I'm not going to pick them to win this group. I believe I believe Uruguay will win the group, and I think Portugal are going to be runners up. Uh, Uruguay. Again, they have a World Cup pedigree. They've they've won the World Cup twice. I mean, a long time ago. But yeah, I feel that that there are there are small but passionate South American nation that loves their football. They always they always seem to get it together during World Cup. So I'm going to go Uruguay to finish top of that group. Portugal second. But the caveat here, I would not be surprised if Portugal does not come out of that group. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you know what? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Uruguay to finish top and Ghana to finish second. I'm gonna oh pick, my god! I'm not gonna pick Portugal to get out of the group. Yeah, there we go. Partly because of the saga with Cristiano Ronaldo. So that, I that's kind of yeah. crazy. Oh wow! Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie. Um, I I was struggling over here, wondering whether or not I was gonna be putting Portugal in as well. I like I like Ghana. I really do like Ghana, but I, I just don't have those type of cojones. Uh, so <laughs> I am picking Portugal and Uruguay to come out. I love the fact that you uh, decided to step out on a limb here and pick Ghana to be able to... But, but all of these yeah. teams, this whole group, South Korea in particular, don't write them off as well, but this whole group has got a lot of potential. I agree. I, I will say that there's, there's part of me, it, it's partly because I, I just don't want Portugal to get out of the group because they're always <laughs> so tough. They're always so tough. So um, uh, if, they get, if they get past the group stage, they might end up going all the way to the final. So... Yeah. Um, I feel I am going to... Yeah, I'm going to stick with those two. So, All right. move, who have you got? Who's going to win it? Who's going to win the whole thing? And we can so maybe I'm, revisit this a bit later and talk yeah, about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can visit you know, this on another yeah. podcast that we got coming up. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say that the Netherlands comes out of this. I'm going to say that the Netherlands will come out of this wow. year. Uh, good I've, for you. Yeah, it's been one good, of my favorite like teams it. to watch. Uh, they, they always have, they always seem to have length and reach uh, because they tend to be uh, one of the taller teams that's out there. Uh, just because by nature, probably that, that, that the country genetics works there. But it's, it's always been fun to watch the Netherlands teams play. And I, I just really yeah. hope that they solidified this year's on the one. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a great pick. I am, I was tempting to go with the Netherlands too. But, you know, we can't pick the same team. Nope. I think France will be there or thereabouts. Um, and it's so tough because I think, where are England going to finish? I Obviously, I want England to win the World Cup more than anything. I just, this, this year, I just can't see it. It's in winter. I just, I can't see us getting past the quarterfinal. Um, I, I have a sneaky feeling Germany and Belgium might be the finalists. Um, whether that can happen, I don't know the group permutations, but um, I, you know, there's part of me that wants to pick Belgium because for years they've been knocking on the door. They have such a talented squad, um, but I think I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Germany. I'm going to pick. But I feel no. You know what? I can't. I can't really do that as an Englishman. Um, so, you know what? I'm just going to pick Belgium, even though right. I know they're not going to win it. But there we go, Belgium. Showing off our clear non-European biasm, picking Belgium and the Netherlands to come out of the uh. World Cup. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw one question at you. If you could be wrong about any team, which team would you want to be wrong about? And I'm going to exclude England from the conversation because we're clear there. But if there's any team that you wish you were wrong about, what team would it be? 
so in terms of that I've picked and that may not get out of the group or that I've that about I any situ picked any situation any situation um, it would it would probably be Argentina winning the World Cup finally with Messi because Argentina have actually they've been they've been on a bit of a roll recently they're undefeated I believe in 14 or 15 matches I think um, and I think they could I think they could they, they could win it um, so that that's probably something that I may be wrong about the team that I really really hope like comes through proves everybody wrong gets through all the stages and like brings home a world championship just to rub it in England's face I'm going to say Wales <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm sure the Welsh would not. They would love nothing more than for that to be <laughs> that to be true. And you're going to have a lot of Welsh supporters now on the on the podcast. Yep. So. Yep. And if you, dear Welsh listeners, want to let me know how happy you are with my support from there, go ahead and let me know at our Twitter at Improper Fantasy, or go ahead and uh, find our email at improperfantasypodcast@gmail.com. I would love to hear how you think about that particular uh, support. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of this special episode of uh, World Cup Preview. Um, it's been a, an honour to be able to host this. And my beer is almost empty, so the only thing left to say is cheers. Cheers, mate. Till next time.